Good morning, everyone. Please go ahead and find a seat, and we'll get started. All right, good morning. I am Suzanne East. I am the core curriculum director here at Goshen College, and I want to welcome you to the first convocation of the year. Hello, Goshen College. I'm Jen Shank, I'm the campus pastor, and I wanna welcome you to the first chapel of the year. Welcome. Welcome to Convo. Welcome to chapel. Convo. Chapel. Chonvo? Chon Chonvo. Okay, so today is kind of a combination of chapel and convocation. And it is intended to introduce our first year students, especially to our Wednesday 10 a.m. campus ritual. So every Wednesday at 10, there are no classes, there aren't supposed to be meetings, and the whole campus community gathers in this space for either a chapel or a convo. So chapels focus on spirituality. They're a time when we come together to worship, and we grow in our faith together as a campus community. So when you come to chapel, you can expect that there will be some kind of reflection on faith or spirituality. You will pray, and you will hear scripture read from the Bible, and there will be singing. Convocations, on the other hand, will address a wide variety of topics about life on campus and beyond. So we might hear from a student group or a guest speaker. For example, this fall, we'll have a convocation hosted by our Latino Student Union and another one hosted by GC Athletics. One week, we'll hear from a student vocal ensemble, and another week, we'll hear a report from last year's study service terms. Whether it's a chapel or a convo, the intent is to come together from various parts of campus and to connect with one another and hear and respond to the same content, starting a campus conversation. So when you enter this space, we ask you to put away your homework and put away your cell phones. Jen, good example, much? Yeah. And take out earbuds, okay. Um, okay, put away your phones and your homework and be present to this space. Sorry, yes, okay. I'm learning, I'm new this year. So um, phone is put away on do not disturb and I'm present, I'm here. Great, do you have your ID card? Why do I need my ID? Because this is required and that's how we take attendance. Wait, it's required? Like not just today, but for the whole year? Yeah, mostly. So each semester, students, you need to attend 10 events. There are 14 Wednesdays in a semester, so you get a few passes. And you'll also see some other events throughout the year at different times labeled bonus convo or bonus chapel. And if you see that, know that you can go to those for convo credit as well, if you have your ID. That's the only way we take attendance to know you were there. So each semester, there are gonna be about 20 events total, and you have to go to roughly half of them. So you have some choice there. 
So I don't just go to classes. I have to do like this other thing. Where have I landed? Ah, that's the title of today's Chanvo. It's almost like you knew to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all joking aside. Today's Chanvo is intended to reflect together with you on what it means to be a student at GC here at Goshen College. There are lots of things you're going to do in this first year that are similar to what first-year students across the country are doing. You're going to have orientations and social activities. You'll go to classes. You'll have academic advising appointments. But there's also things that you're going to be doing specifically just because you're here at a Christian college and specifically because this college is rooted in a Mennonite faith tradition. For example, we will have chapels for you to attend. We have a peace poll, and we offer prayer vigils that embody this teaching of Mennonites around non-resistance. We have a prayer labyrinth for you on campus for your personal meditation and reflection. Just like other college campuses, we have opportunities for Bible studies and small groups. But here at Goshen College, even the classes that you take support a culture for service and loving our earth and our neighbor. So today, as part of this introductory chanvo, we will hear from two professors of ICC who we asked to reflect briefly on this question, where have I landed? And we asked these two profs because their Mennonite cred is very different. So first we'll hear from Dr. Brooke Lemon, who came to GC not really knowing a whole lot about Mennonites. Brooke attended a Catholic high school. She went to Indiana Wesleyan University for her undergrad. So she grew up attending some Christian schools, but came to GC not really knowing much about the Mennonites in particular. After that, we'll hear briefly from Dr. Regina Shan Stoltzfus, who did grow up in a Mennonite church in Cleveland, Ohio. Regina attended Goshen College as a student for a year, and in her adult life, she's worked for multiple different Mennonite organizations. And she recently just published a book, co-published a book through one of the Mennonite publishing houses. So she came into GC really kind of getting this Menno thing. They will each share a short reflection on how they have experienced being at a Mennonite institution. And if you're in their ICC sections, we expect you to like really applaud and encourage them as they come up. Because even faculty sometimes get a little nervous to be up here. It's true. I was shaking hands with some of you this morning, and my hands were cold and clammy. Um, after hearing from Regina and Brooke, we will sing a few songs together. Singing is a huge part of most faith traditions, and it has a special place in our Mennonite tradition. Historically, Mennonites have been known for a cappella, four-part singing. However, the Mennonite musical diet is expanding. We have contemporary worship songs. We have songs that come from different countries, different styles, and different languages that represent our growing diversity. So please give your attention first to Dr. Brooke Lemon and then Dr. Regina Shan Stoltzfus as they reflect on this question with us. Where have I, where have you landed? Uh, 
um, anyone who knows me knows I hate public speaking. Like my knees shake, my whole, so that was, that was great. Thanks guys, I feel seen, appreciate that. <laughs> We're just so glad that you're here with us. Um, as I was preparing to talk with you today, I couldn't help but be reminded of my first days of college. It was the early 2000s, and though the campus was far from my hometown, it somehow felt familiar, like home. Uh, don't get me wrong, I sobbed when my parents left me there. But I somehow knew that it would all be okay. Why was that? I didn't know anybody. As a first-generation college student, I didn't have a clue how to do college. I couldn't even figure out how to turn the Wi-Fi on to my computer. And yes, this was back when the laptops had a button that you had to turn on. I literally took it down to IT and they flipped the button and I just felt like, who am I? <laughs> Yet, somehow, I felt good and secure and happy about where I had landed. In retrospect, I think this mostly had to do with the fact that I was attending a school that was of the same denomination as my church. We were Wesleyan, and this was a Wesleyan school. And because of this, I somehow understood what to expect. I felt that I could pretty easily navigate the do's and don'ts of different social situations. And I felt secure in my ability to fit in or even safely stand out if that's what I wanted because I understood the culture of this place. And maybe that's your experience here at Goshen. Fast forward about 15 years to my second first day of college. After a meaningful career in local public schools, I was starting my first day as an assistant professor here at Goshen College. But something about this first day and many days to come felt different. I didn't seem to ever know what to expect. I couldn't easily navigate the social do's and don'ts, and I felt insecure in my ability to fit in. You see, I really had no knowledge at all about the Mennonite faith or what it meant for my daily interactions here at Goshen. And sure, I'd done some reading about the faith tradition before I accepted the position, and I had exactly one Mennonite friend, but that alone wasn't enough to prepare me for this. I remember my first all-employee retreat. The president was called by their first name. People sang in four-part harmony. Yoga was being led by a professor on the lawn at Mary Lee. People brought their own silverware made of sustainable material. <laughs> and it seemed everyone knew something, understood something about this culture that I didn't. I couldn't help but think, where have I landed? And maybe this is your experience here at Goshen. Now, nearly a decade later, I'm still here. <laughs> I love this place. I love these people with whom I serve. But I'll tell you, this didn't come naturally or easily for me. I had to dig deeply to decide whether I could really thrive here and help others thrive as well. Spoiler alert, I can. I am. I had to become very intentional to get more information when I didn't understand something. My closest colleagues are used to me asking, even today, is that a Mennonite thing? I don't really know what's happening here. And most importantly, through learning more about the faith tradition of Goshen College, I had to learn more about myself. Why do I believe this thing that I say I believe? And though not everything was exactly the same, I found that my faith tradition had a lot of overlap with the Mennonite faith. 
Love your God, love your neighbor, do so peacefully. I can do that. Maybe your story is similar to mine. Maybe you'll never learn to sing the four-part harmony well, but that doesn't mean you can't listen like I do. <laughs> Perhaps you'll be perpetually confused about how one person in your chem class is second cousins with your roommate's best friend from Pennsylvania. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can't find joy in the deeply rooted relationships of this community. And maybe your faith tradition leads you to believe something differently than your peers. But that doesn't mean that you can't have honest, respectful conversations with each other that help you grow and flourish. You've landed here for a reason. And even if you don't quite understand this Mennonite thing, I invite you to continue learning and growing with us this year. Thank you. are wild. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Brooke. Um, as Suzanne mentioned, I've had two landings here, actually three if I think about it, but I'll start out with my uh, before I got here. As Suzanne also said, I am from a Mennonite congregation. I was raised in a Mennonite congregation, but not one that is immediately familiar to people who are familiar with Mennonite churches and Mennonite congregations. My congregation in Cleveland, where I was born and raised, is um, Mennonite because of, in its history, being founded by white Mennonites who came to urban areas and started a church and got some folks interested. And so my congregational experience uh, was unique for many Mennonites predominantly African-American, heavily influenced by um, sort of a black liberationist lens, uh, interracial, um, even to this day, it is an interracial congregation. And so a lot of my grounding for the way that I understand what it means, for instance, to do peace and justice work, which is the area that, I'm, that I teach in here, to do that with a lens from uh, also growing up uh, in black culture. Um, church was the place actually that I saw white people the most because my neighborhood, my uh, schooling K through 12 uh, was, was predominantly black. And so when I came here as a student, I didn't graduate from here, I came here as a student, I came here as a transfer student, I came here as a transfer student who had just spent two years working in refugee camps in Thailand, influence of my home congregation, and this seemed like a natural uh, next step. And a lot of what um, that first landing for me was very familiar in the way of anyone entering a new community. But there were also some things that I think I was confusing to a lot of people. So there was a cohort of black students and I think I might have been the only one that was Mennonite. Um, I was a secret church nerd. That whole speech about chapel and having to come to chapel, I'm like, yes, I'll go to chapel and I'll go to Wednesday night church, but I'm gonna act like it's not cool. I, you know, I'm just like, they're making me go. 
but I really, really liked it, which makes sense as I come here before you now, having been educated um, with uh, an undergraduate degree in English, and then I went on to do biblical studies and then uh, theology and ethics. And so all of that, all of those interests and all of those things that I love to talk about and love to, um, love to teach and love to be in conversation about were fed by those two streams, African-American culture writ large, African-American church culture, and then also Mennonite theology. And so they came together for me uh, in, a, in, in a way that in the end worked out very well, but growing pains along the way because it, there is that sense of, um, well, that essential question, where have I landed? What is this community and how do I fit in? When I came back to Goshen College as, uh, as, as a staff person, I started in campus ministries, um, I had never projected that I would come back here again. But I came back in after spending time in um, several other Mennonite institutions. So I knew how to do that. Um, your second cousin is my across the street neighbor's roommate and also the vet for my other neighbor down the street, right? Those kinds of connections. I learned very quickly that you cannot presume that people who have the same last name um, are related to one another, but you also should be careful what you say about people because somebody is somebody's uncle. Right? <laughs> that was a learning curve for me, right? Those connections that I now hold dear, but it was disorienting when I first came. It was disorienting, and sometimes it still is a little disorienting to go uh, to um, Baby Martin's down the street or go to the brew, oh my gosh, the brew, and see like half the people that I work with, right? But it's also kind of lovely at this point. It took some getting used to, but there is something very beautiful and um, even with the rough spots along the way about being seen and being known. And this is a place where I have experienced both of those things being seen, being known. And for you who have just landed here as students or as faculty or as staff, I, I hope that that is your experience. Maybe not your day-to-day -day experience, but I hope that it is growing. And I hope that those of us who have been here a little bit longer will facilitate that. And I hope that all of us together can be comfortable enough and brave enough to talk to each other when it's, it's not working so well, or I have questions, or what is going on? Because we are all in this together. We have landed here from different streams and different reasons, but here we all are. So let's make this the best place that it can be by being here and being present to each other. Thank you. Let's sing together.
please stand and take your purple books if you need them, or you can look at the screen. Number six, let's walk together. Together. Let's, let's walk, walk together, together for a while and ask where we begin to build a world where love can grow and hope can enter in. To build the hands of healing and to plant the seed of peace, singing place you're invited to come and know God's grace for a welcome the love of God to share cause all of us are welcome here all are welcome in this place let's talk together of a time when we will share a Join our hands to pray, singing welcome, welcome to this place. You're invited to come and know God's grace. All are welcome, the love of God to share, cause all of us are welcome here, all are welcome in this place. Let's dream together of the day when earth and heaven are one. A city built of love and light, the new Jerusalem. Where morning turns to dancing, every creature lifts its voice, singing You're invited to come and know God's grace. All are welcome, the love of God to share. Cause all of us are welcome here. All are welcome in this Cuán grande es Dios. Number 116, or you can look at the screen. Oh, dear. 
Number 31, Come We That Love. Number 31. Come we that love the Lord and let our joys be known. Join in a song with sweet accord, join in a song with sweet accord, and thus around the throne, and thus around the throne. We're marching on to Zion, 
Beautiful, beautiful Zion, we're marching upward to Zion, Zion, the beautiful city of God. The hill of Zion yields a thousand sacred sweets. Before we reach the heavenly fields, before we reach the heavenly fields, or walk the golden streets, or walk the golden streets. We're marching on to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, Zion, the beautiful city of God. Then let our songs abound and every tear be dry. We're marching through Emmanuel's ground. We're marching through Emmanuel's ground to fairer worlds on high, to fairer worlds on high. We're marching on to Zion, Beautiful, beautiful Zion, we're marching upward to Zion, Zion, the beautiful city of God. In just a moment, following the benediction, everyone is dismissed except for first-year students. You will remain here for some announcements that follow this chapel. So receive this benediction. May God's presence surround you. May God's peace protect you. May God's joy flow through you. And may God's love fill you. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Can you hear me? Good morning, everyone. It is great to see you today. We have just a few minutes before Jan um, comes up and tells you about this great event happening right after this uh, chonbo uh, to talk just two minutes about our global education program. You can see above, this is our global education team. Uh, hopefully you've heard about these fantastic premier programs here at Goshen College, opportunities for you to engage in service, community-engaged learning opportunities in cross-cultural contexts. So you will see up here, Jan Bender-Shetler is our director. She is in Washington, D.C., presenting at a conference right now on global education, so she's unable to be here. I am, my name is Kendra Yoder. Um, I'm faculty in sociology, but I'm also the assistant director in global education. And then you will see Jennifer Schrock up there is our administrative assistant. We are your go-to people as you are discerning which of these fabulous programs you want to be a part of in your college career. We're gonna hear from Arlette in a minute, so I'll let her introduce herself um, in a minute. One of the um, core pieces of our liberal arts education and belief here is that everybody will get an opportunity um, to engage in global cross-cultural learning. And you can do that in any number of ways. Um, everybody is gonna take 12 to 15 courses, or credits, not courses, um, in global education, 
and at least six of those credits will be immersive courses with off-campus components in either the U.S. or abroad. And that can look as diverse as Senegal, Indonesia, Tanzania, or it can look like Elkhart County, Chicago, Detroit. Um, there are lots of opportunities I'm going to um, point to in one second. I've mentioned here you can do a full semester. Um, where you take a whole semester and you go as a group with faculty to another location, or you can do a thread of four courses where you take um, different courses uh, across your um, college career uh, that all speak to a certain theme or thread. I really encourage you to seek out resources, people, other students who have done these programs to find out what the best fit is for you. Talk to your advisors and um, lean into this incredible opportunity that you have here at Goshen College to participate. Before I turn the mic over, I just wanted to say that as first year students, you can start your journey uh, even this year yet. Uh, Ecuador is running May and summer, and there's still opportunities to step into that full semester course. We also have Senegal. Um, if for those French speakers out there, we still have a couple placements. You can step in this summer already. So please come and talk to us. For those of you who are thinking of a course-by-course -course option, we also have any number of amazing May term opportunities for you to engage in. So talk to your advisor. Come and visit us in um, the Church Chapel 34 to learn more about these opportunities. Hi, everyone. My name is Arlette Martinez. Um, I was going to talk to you guys a little bit about my experience. Um, so I went on the Arizona Ecological Economics with uh, my cross-country teammates and my track teammate, Gracie, over there. Um, so a little bit about this. Um, when I first heard about this and Joe and Rustin talked to me about it, um, I went to the first meeting, um, and then I heard the money aspect of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, um, I can't do that. And also the fact that it was going to be Arizona, which meant I was going to see snakes, and I'm scared of snakes. I was like, yeah, no. But as we kept talking, um, I voiced my concerns, um, immigration concerns as well, and money issues because, you know, where it's life. We're all college students. Um, but I immediately got a lot of support from both the SST program, um, but also, in my case, um, athletics. So that being said, um, I was able to go on this amazing experience. And little did I know that I was going to come back with a new appreciation of my life, the world, and find a new passion and actually find my career that I'm very, very passionate about. And with that, um, a little plug, I co-founded um, One Circle, which is a student advocacy group uh, that focuses around indigenous inequalities. And with that, um, my good friend and I, Manny, have been able to be a part of amazing opportunities and be able to have a lot of interviews and just be um, work in solidarity with um, the Apache people and a bigger coalition here in the US. So if you are thinking about SST, please do it. If you have any concerns, or if there are any barriers that you may think um, that will prevent you from doing it, there's always gonna be 
well, most of the time, an answer to them. Um, so just come talk to us, come talk to peers. I am an open book. I am very excited about my unit, my experience, and what I gained from it. So if you ever have any questions, come to me or come to Kendra or any other peers that been, have been going to Ecuador, Senegal, Tanzania, and all of our other um, great SST programs. Um, so yeah. That's it. Um, and if you want to learn more about uh, One Circle, you should come check us out um, at the student fair out there in Schrock Plaza. Schrock Plaza. Uh, Manny and I will be out there with um, some posters and just more information about what we do and who we are. And also, if you want to learn a little bit more about SST, uh, when you guys get dismissed, you should come to our table as well. Thank you. Check out our... Check out our website. The SST website is really comprehensive and cool. So I look forward to talking to all of you soon. Good morning. I'm Jan Kaufman, the registrar, and I'm going to introduce the next event that you'll be attending. Um, I want to give a few logistics before we dismiss here. So next on your schedule is the academic showcase where you're going to be able to meet faculty and explore some different majors and minors that you might have some interest in and learning more about what all is involved in those areas. So here are your instructions. In your folder that you got at check-in will be a campus map. And then on your way out today, you will be given a half sheet of paper that um, identifies on the map the number of the academic building and what departments are connected to that building. So on the way out, you'll get a half sheet of paper. You can look it over and see which areas you're interested in and then follow your map to know where to go. Some of the departments will be located in academic buildings where you have classes, and some of them will be in a central location down here in the South Fellowship Hall. So just make sure you follow the sheet of paper. Make sure that you're um, being curious, as this says up here, that you're thinking about ways that you might want to get involved. So when you go to these tables, talk to faculty, ask them, how can you get involved? There might be some clubs, there's some co-curriculars. Co um, even at some point, if you're interested already now, ask about careers or internships. Um, the other thing that you can do today, which would be very helpful, is with your schedule that you also have in your folder, take that out and ask somebody in a department, are these the courses that you would recommend I take this year if I'm interested in your major? And if they have some other suggestions, make some notes on that, on that sheet of paper and then set up an appointment with your academic advisor, your ICC prof, to talk about what those changes might be and see if that's a good idea for this fall already. So again, if there are some changes you're wanting to make to your schedule at some point, you need to set up an appointment with your ICC prof, who is your academic advisor, before you go and make any changes. If you happen to get to a room or a table and it's full and a lot of people there, go somewhere else and come back. You have until noon to, um, to explore the different majors and minors and areas on campus. I would also encourage you at this time to take the opportunity to look at your schedule, look at where, the, um, uh, where your classes are located, and go find them. Like, these are your opportunities to get in, into the residence, or not the residence halls, 
the academic buildings and um, look around, see where you're gonna be going for class on Monday. So it's not so scary to try and figure it all out. The building codes that you see on your schedule are also listed up here that if you're not sure what that abbreviation means, you can see it up here. Also on the half sheet of paper, you will find that as well. Also during this um, hour and a half, if you have questions about textbooks, go to the library. Either the librarians or the ASC staff will be there and can help you navigate the website, can maybe give you some tips or ideas of how to find textbooks that maybe are, are less expensive. Um, so the library is also going to be open. You just heard from Kendra and Arleth about um, SST. If you have some interest or questions about global engagement, they will also be in the fellowship hall. Go and ask questions. This is your chance to be curious, to um, explore what the many options are. None of you have actually declared a major yet. You will do that in October. So take this time to just ask questions and be curious. And I'm going to end by challenging you. I want to challenge you to think about one of those areas you, you see on the paper that you're getting, an, a major or a program that you think you have absolutely no interest in. And just go to that table, meet the faculty, and then um, uh, ask questions. See how you might get involved. You might be surprised if there's a course that you might want to take that you'll get interested in. When you go to these tables, you will also want to make sure you sign in. Sign the sign-in sheet, because every time you sign in at one of those, your name gets added to a drawing for prizes. So get to as many as you can, and uh, meet as many faculty as you can. And at this point, make sure you go out a door where there's somebody that has a scanner, and you take your ID card, and they will scan it for you to get credit. Have a good morning.